Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast today. I just want to start off by saying thank you for watching on youtube thank you for listening on whatever device you're using to listen to the grinded podcast most of all thank you for sharing the grinded podcast and when you share the grinded podcast you're encouraging people you're giving them the opportunity to meet jesus for the first time and if they already know jesus you're giving them the opportunity to grow closer to jesus so thank you uh just for for supporting uh the grinded podcast with your prayers and by listening and watching god bless you uh, today we're going to start Matthew chapter 13, and Matthew, in the last chapter, Matthew 12, has given us just a little bit of insight between the, the relationship between uh, of the, the Pharisees and, and Jesus and the re- other religious leaders as well, um, and it, it's not a very good relationship to say the least, but in chapter 13, he's going to switch gears a little bit. And he's going to explain to his readers how Jesus used parables to teach uh, the crowds and how he gives, and he's going to give some examples of these parables. And the first one being what we call uh, the parable of the sower or the parable of the farmer that sowed seed. Um, The cool thing about this parable is we don't have to guess what the meaning is. We don't have to try to figure it out uh, because Jesus, after he shares it with his disciples, He's going to tell them exactly what the parable means and what and what he was trying to convey as, as uh, uh, he was teaching the crowd by using this certain parable. Um, but before we get into the parables that Matthew gives us, that Jesus said, I, I want to take a look at a great question. I believe it's a great question that the disciples asked Jesus right after he shared the first parable and they got him alone he says or the the disciples asked jesus why do you use parables when you talk to the people and and what a parable is is it's just simply a, a a story that uses things that people are familiar with that uh they are used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson and and so the disciples they asked Jesus, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And here's Jesus's answer to them. He says, Matthew writes in verse eleven of uh, chapter thirteen. He replied, "You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not." I'll stop right there and explain a little bit. The disciples. Now think about this. The disciples they're seeing everything firsthand. They are literally walking on a daily basis and every night with God himself, with God in the flesh. Jesus has paired the disciples together, filled them with the Spirit, and has given them power to go out and preach the message that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. And he also gave them the authority to cast out demons and to work miracles to back up the message that they are preaching about the kingdom. And so this is something that was very special to these 12 men, the ones that Jesus went around before his ministry began and handpicked each and every one of these 
12 disciples. And so the crowds that Jesus taught, that gathered around Jesus everywhere he went, they did not have this. They, they, could not, uh, they could not do miracles. They could watch them. They could watch them be done, but they could not uh, work miracles. In fact, it's not until the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2 on the 12 apostles and uh, they begin, uh, to, the, they start the church uh, when they baptize, what is it, about 3,000, uh, Luke says. And when the church begins, now the apostles had the ability to lay their hands on other people, and they did so, and they, they could pass on the power of the Holy Spirit. And those people could work miracles. But after the apostles died, that, that, that all died out because there was no way all the apostles died. And so when the apostles died, the, the, the only way that miracle power could be passed on was through the hands of an apostle. But before they became apostles, they were just disciples while Jesus was on the earth and before they were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit falls on them on the day of Pentecost, they could not pass that power on to anybody. Then that's why I bring that up. The crowds that gathered around Jesus, they could witness the miracles. They could take part in it because you know maybe they needed a healing or maybe they had a demon that needed to be cast out. But they themselves could not work miracles. Only Jesus and these 12 apostles, or I'm sorry, the 12 disciples uh, that Jesus had handpicked. And so that's why Jesus says, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. And even though they could understand it, they didn't understand it. They didn't get it. They never fully got it until the Holy Spirit fell in Acts chapter Acts chapter 2 because they too had misconceptions of who the Messiah was going to be. And they're sitting here walking with the Messiah. And it was still difficult for them to understand. And we've talked plenty about that in other podcasts, so I'm not going to go into detail about that. But Jesus goes on to say, he says, To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. And so the crowds, they, they gathered around and Jesus taught them about God, about the kingdom of God and how God wants them to live, right? And, and so to help them try to understand, he would use things that people were familiar with such as seed or coins or weeds or uh wheat uh just all kinds of things that they you know it'd be like me using my hat or uh a, one of my guitars or a surfboard or a clock or you know something that we're familiar with today to teach a spiritual lesson uh to you it's just props. It's just things that people during that time, they when Jesus would mention these certain things, they could visualize it in their mind, and he would take these things that they're familiar with, and and try to help them understand what God expects of them, and and how to to be a part of the kingdom of God. Now, catch what Jesus said. He said, "If the people listen to what he was teaching." They would have understanding, or they would be able to understand more because understanding will be given. In other words, God will give them the understanding. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me they don't read the Bible because it's just too hard to understand. Matter of fact, I just had somebody tell me that yesterday. Now, 
Let me ask you a question. Do you think God would give us a book that tells the greatest love story that has ever been told and make it so difficult that we couldn't understand it? No, God's not going to do that. In fact, the, the Bible, it, it's really easy. to We make it difficult, but the Bible is really easy to understand if we will read it and listen to what it says and not argue with it <laughs> and not try to pick it apart. It's really simple to understand. Jesus, they're looking forward to Jesus' coming in the Old Testament and it gives the Jewish history. New Testament, Jesus comes, Jesus dies, Jesus goes back to the Father. The Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit falls on the, on the apostles. They take over and the church age begins. It's really that simple. And we have the opportunity to be a, a part of the church, the kingdom of God, if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we're baptized for the remission of our sins and we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're walking with Jesus on a daily basis. It's really that simple. And there's a lot of cool stuff in the Bible. So if you if you don't read the Bible, get matter of fact, uh, I, you know, we had a joke about the NIV, but there's a lot of people who read the NIV. Uh, but we had a joke about it in, in Bible college. We call it the non-inspired version. But it's easy to understand. But I think they leave out some verses, some key verses. So just be careful with the NIV. I, I use the New Living Translation uh, to read and, and sometimes preach from. Matter of fact, that's what I use when I'm uh, doing the podcast, but I, I've got a King James Bible that I've had since I was 19 years old. So this Bible is over, over 30 years old, and you can see it's it's marked up pretty good uh, from where I've been studying it. But it's got a lot of Greek and Hebrew words, and that's why I like it's called the Dake, uh, Dake uh, King James Version Bible, the Dake Bible. Very expensive. I think I paid, a, you know, when I was 19 years old, I paid 100 bucks for that Bible. I don't know how much they are now, but. It's a very nice Bible, good study Bible. But uh, the King James is really hard for some people to understand. It, so I would recommend New American Standard Version is good. NIV is, eh, it's okay. It's easy to understand, but just be careful with the NIV. And um, the New Living Translation is, is really good. It's really easy to understand. Um, and that would help you. To, and, 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 and my recommendation is start in the book of John. John just says, here's Jesus, and here's what Jesus did. Take him or leave him. And then read the other Gospels. And start with that, and then go through the books of the New Testament. Don't start in Genesis, because by the time you get to Exodus and, and, and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, those the, those books, you're, it, it, it's, just, it's, it's hard read. Uh, because it's Jewish history, and and it really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't pertain to salvation, and and G, it, it's pointing to Jesus, and, and but it's it's just it's just easier if you just start with the Gospels and you get the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you get to know who Jesus is, and, because that's what matters is your relationship. With Jesus and, and and God's or Jesus tells his disciples, if these people will listen to my teaching, God will give them understanding. And it's the same thing with us even today. If if we would get in the Word and read the Word of God, because the Bible tells us, I believe it's Second Timothy two fifteen, that all Scripture is inspired by God. These are God's words. They're written down in these pages, and they've been passed down to us from all this time. 
And if we will read it, God will give us understanding and pray for understanding. God help me to understand. And he will because Jesus promised us that he would. Um, But another reason that Jesus used parables was actually to fulfill a prophecy that comes from Isaiah 69, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 6, 9, and 10. It says, For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. And when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and Their ears cannot hear, and they have closed eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. And we still see that in the world today. But people, they have closed eyes, they have deaf ears, they, they, they just shut their hearts off to God. They don't want to have anything to do with God. And, and, and so Isaiah's prophecy is still going on, even to this day. But Jesus tells his disciples, he says, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And he's talking about people from the Old Testament, especially people if you go read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it's people who are looking forward to Jesus. And, and it says, by faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Noah did this. By faith, by faith, by faith, this person did this because they were looking for a promise. And the promise is now here. Jesus has arrived. And see, we're looking back. We're, well, we're looking forward to his return, but we're looking back to the cross. In the Old Testament, they were looking forward to the cross. Now we're looking back at the cross in the empty tomb. And, and so, you know, we had the complete story. We got everything that we need for salvation and to get us into heaven. And so, uh, Jesus shares a parable with the crowd. And the first parable that, Je- that Jesus shares, that Matthew gives us, is the parable of the sower or the farmer who sowed seed. And Jesus says this, listen. That's the first thing he says, listen. And what did he say a while ago? If people would listen and hear what I'm actually teaching, they'll get the understanding. But the problem is their hearts are hard and they don't listen. Jesus says, listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds. And as he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. And the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen. There it is again. Should listen and understand. In other words, you can understand. It's not that difficult. And we're going to see in just a minute that the seed is the word of God. And notice in this parable that this seed, it gets slung all over the place. And it falls on all these different types of ground, these soils, including a stone pathway. And the seed, and and this is what I want you to see, the seed, and the, even though it fell in, uh, on all these different soils and a stony path, it was never wasted. 
and every place the seed was used, even on the stone path, the footpath, um, because it was it was used there for bird food. And and a verse that I thought about when I was studying for this podcast is Isaiah fifty five eleven. It says, and this is God talking. God says, it is the same with my word. I send it out. God says, I send it out. And it always produces fruit. Always. Not sometimes. My word always produces fruit, God said. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Uh, Another version of that says that God's word uh, does not go forth void. It always comes back bearing fruit. Never goes forth void. God is, in this parable, would be like the farmer. And his word is the seed. And we, the listeners, the people who hear this message, uh, uh, or like the crowds that Jesus talked to, we, because he speaks to us through his word, we are the, those different kinds of soil that the seed falls on and so in verses 18 through 23 jesus gives an explanation of the parable to the disciples and to us and and here's what jesus says and the first thing he says now listen key key point you got to listen if you want to understand it now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So the seed got planted in their hearts, but they didn't understand it. They didn't do anything with it. And before before it had time to really take root and germinate the seed, the devil comes, the evil one comes and snatches away that seed and and takes it, the, the seed that was planted in their hearts. And then Jesus said, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. So they hear the message of the kingdom of God and they receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. And then the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly... The message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been been planted. One of the main things that I want you to notice from this parable of the, the, the sower is uh, uh, there are some people who teach if you fall away from God or you walk away from Jesus, however you want to word that, that you were never saved to begin with. And according to Jesus, not according to me, according to Jesus in this parable, that idea is false. The idea that if you fall away or walk away from Jesus that you were never saved to begin with, is, is, that's false, according to Jesus, especially from this parable. Notice 
that the seed was sown, and for some, the seed entered their heart, but they didn't understand it. And before they could understand it, the evil one comes along and he snatches the seed away before it had time to take root. But the seed, it, it penetrated. It, it, it done what it was supposed to do. But they didn't understand it. And the enemy came along and snatched it away. The seed on the rocky soil that represents those who hear the message and they immediately... They received the message of the kingdom of God with joy. And the seed, it took root. The seed did what it was supposed to do. And the people received it. And they were obedient to the message. But the problem is or was that their roots weren't deep. And since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as a problem comes along. Or persecution comes along for believing God's word. And, he, and, and here's one thing I want to tell you. And you know, that, tell me if this makes sense or not. You can't fall away from something that, that you've never had. I mean, if I'm not holding this Bible in my hand, I, I can't move it away from it. I can't but if I'm holding it and I'm holding it near, I can move the Bible away from me. But, but if I've never had the Bible in my hand, if I was in another room, I, I couldn't say that. So the, the seed, it did what it was supposed to do. It germinated. It took root. But the, the roots, they weren't very deep. Even though the people received it with joy. They received the message of the kingdom of God with joy. But it, it, it didn't take root. And, or, I mean, it took root, but it didn't have deep roots. And the people, Jesus said in his own words, they fall away as soon as they have problems in their life. Because a lot of people have this misunderstanding that when they follow Jesus, when they put Christ on in baptism, they're filled with the Holy Spirit, their life's supposed to be hunky-dory, and, and, and nothing's supposed to go wrong in their lives. And it, it, that's just not true. I mean, you, you can look through the New Testament and see that's not true. I mean, look what happened to the, the apostles, the disciples. I mean, they were brutally beaten and murdered. For their faith, people were being put in prison and killed for their faith. People were being persecuted. I mean, that's why the, the, the whole, we've studied the book of Hebrews in a past podcast. Uh, you can go back and listen to those. The whole book of Hebrews was written, the purpose of the book of Hebrews was written to encourage persecuted Christians because of this very thing. They were falling away. They were leaving Jesus and going back into Judaism. They're leaving the church and going back in, in into Judaism. So the seed's doing what it's supposed to do. The problem is with the soul. And uh, these people, they had salvation. They accepted Jesus. But as soon as something hard came along in life, they gave up. And they quit following God. Matter of fact, they blamed God. And we see this, like I said, we see this all the time. People get mad at God. They blame God. And they'll say something like, why would God allow this to happen to me? And they allow that to just destroy their faith. And they turn away from God. The seed that falls among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But as Jesus said, all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life. 
and the lure of wealth so no fruit is produced. And if you've ever been hunting or if you've ever walked through the woods for any reason, you know exactly what what Jesus is talking about here. Um, If you've ever had to walk through a thicket and those briars are so thick and they just wrap around your legs and like rip your skin off, it feels like, and just cut your legs and your arms all to shreds, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. There's not there's not much life in a thicket because sunlight can't get through. It's so dark in there, and, it, and, and most animals will use a thicket for protection because it's so dark and because it's so thick. And they know that that other animals, predators, and people will have a hard time getting in uh, in and through that thicket. But again, what I want to point out to you is that the seed it did what it was supposed to do. It, it germinated. It took root. But even though it germinated and took root, it was choked out. Why? Because the cares of life. And it, just Let's just say it. The, the ob- state the obvious here. Life's hard. Life sucks sometimes. Life is good sometimes. But life can be very, very difficult. And, and what happens when, when bad things come our way? We worry. Even though Jesus says, don't worry and be anxious for nothing. What do we do? We worry because that's just what we do as people. And the next thing you know, we're, we're so wrapped up in this thing that's come along our way. The, the You know, well, I, I'm going to work more. I'm going to do this more. And we, beget, we, we become so busy. And then in our busyness, we forget God. And the next thing you know, the people are gone. They're gone. They're gone. They, they, they quit the church. They quit serving Christ. They, they don't follow Jesus anymore. But see, there are churches out there who teach that uh, they never were saved to begin with. That's, that's false. That's false. Jesus said the seed did what it was supposed to do. And it took root. The, the roots wasn't deep. Or the, the worries of the world choked them out. <clears throat> they were saved. They, they were excited about the kingdom of God. But all these things come along and they 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 quit. They 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 fell away. And then the last one, there's a seed that falls on good ground, and the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much as as had been planted, Jesus says. So We're going to end this podcast with a question. And my question to you is this. Every person, every person fits into this parable of the sower somewhere. You and I, we are one of these souls. My question is, which soul are you? Where is Jesus in your life? Are you in the kingdom of God? Are you walking with Jesus? Or have you gotten mad at Jesus and you've given up on God? Or is your faith just so shallow that, you know, you just don't really care? You it's kind of hit and miss with you. You know, if you even, you know, follow Jesus or not, you know, when times are good, maybe you follow Jesus, but when times are bad, you're gone and or are you good soul that produces fruit for the kingdom of God? And if you read John 15, I would encourage you to read John 15 about not producing fruit because Jesus says the, the, the vines that do not, the trees that do not produce fruit are cut 
down and thrown into the fire. And I think you get that message. So every person fits into this parable somewhere. And my question to you is, where do you fit in? Thank you for listening today. God bless you and keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.